0: You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, this Thursday afternoon. Let's turn to our first guest and topic of today. In the next 10 minutes or so, we're talking about breaking our COVID-19 routine and going back to the office. Now, I'm sure many of us at some point in the last three months have experienced this sort of unusual work-from-home arrangement, which at the beginning, a lot of us uh, slowly realised that the fantasy from working at home may not actually match the reality. But we made the best of it of a non-ideal situation. However, it really is time to break that COVID-19 routine and go back uh, to the office. So how should we be managing that? I'm delighted to be chatting again with Dr. Eslyn Tarragina, who is a chartered psychologist and a psychotherapist with Mind Balance Hong Kong. Uh, welcome back on the program, Eslyn. It's great to speak to you again.
1: Thanks for having me back, Noreen. Great to speak
0: to you too. So before we talk about breaking that routine, let's just perhaps talk about that COVID-19 routine and and what it looked like uh, for many people. I mean, what have some of your clients or some of the people you know said about it?
1: Um, I think there's been very mixed things um, I, and I, I think this is what makes going back to work difficult um, because we were confronted with having to work from home and changing our routine and dealing with the disconnectedness and you know having a very different kind of day um, and we've a lot of us I think have put a lot of effort into trying to build those new routines keeping ourselves mentally healthy uh, enhancing our well-being despite the restrictions And, um, of course, now we've finally managed to get into that routine, uh, we're going to have to shake it up again.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. It's precisely that. It was breaking a a perfectly fine routine and then building a new routine and getting used to this new routine, but having to go back to that old routine. Um, How does that sort of affect people's uh, stress levels? I've, I've actually heard some people saying they feel stressed about the prospect of having to go back to a essentially eight till six job.
1: Well, yeah, I think it's an ongoing um, change process, if you so will. And with the persistent ongoing change often comes a sense of grief. Um, So in the start, with working from home, we may have found actually those things we missed from work, you know, being able to leave our home space, go to a workspace, be motivated, be focused, have that human interaction, then go back home. Now, that that fell away, and so we had to almost build a workspace in our homes And now we might have found some advantages there, Um, you know, maybe spending more time with the family or being able to schedule our breaks in a good way or, you know, skipping the commute and then being able to uh, do some exercise instead or go and do something more quality time that we wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. And now going back to work, we're going to have to let that go again. And I think for a lot of people that can be not only frustrating because, you know, we've put effort into Building a good work from home kind of environment for ourselves, um, but also just you know maybe a little bit uh, sad having to leave family at home and not being able to you know have that twenty minute lunchtime workout or whatever we did in our own home. Um, yeah. wh- what about you? Did you 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 have to come into the studio, didn't you? But what did you experience uh, during that kind of period?
0: Yeah, that's a great question, Eslyn. I I didn't really get to work from home. The occasional a uh, few days I, where I did, and it was really just that fantasy. Oh, I'm going to get so much done at home. And the reality is, you get you're productive in the hours that you do sit in front of the laptop. But then you get distracted by the children, by different things. Um, but then you you make an extra effort to 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 build that focus, um, and and you feel like a big sense of achievement. You really, you think, oh, I've sent out five emails in the space of ten minutes. Wow. Wow, that's that's more productive than in the office. <laughs> my bosses aren't, aren't listening, but there is that sense of um, I've got to get as much done as possible in a shorter time of, in a shorter time frame. So you do feel more productive, and you're able to curate your day according to different things. So perhaps I have my lunch at eleven thirty, um, but I'm um, and then when the kids nap, I was able to then do more work while they nap rather than shifting my lunchtime, um, which would overlap with their nap time. So it's, yeah, and I think.
1: Yeah. That- yeah, I think that really shows the, the massive adaptability that, that humans have, right? Because ultimately, we all went into this thinking, oh, this can be impossible, right? Like, I'll let, not get anything done, and it's not comfortable, and I can't make that create that productive space. And we'd have times of, of non-productivity that we might be quite judgmental towards ourselves about or critical of. But then in the end, everyone sort of eventually got into some sort of a routine and set certain boundaries um, that they needed to set and and took the right times for breaks. And like you say, scheduled your work life around your family life and then somehow it works. So I think one thing that everyone or well, maybe not everyone, but a lot of people walk away from this thinking that actually stuff that initially seemed impossible isn't isn't at all impossible and that we do have so much space and ability to grow and thrive even when we're confronted with these kind of challenges.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, which actually makes me think working from the office should really be the norm. Um, But many of us will actually struggle to embrace this working in our offices again. And I wonder why that is, because we we should be quite good at adapting, but it's just this initial sort of first couple of weeks where we have to think, oh, we're back to the office, back to the hustle again.
1: Well, I think also we've grown as people, right? Um, A big part of adaptation is the fact that now we do things differently. We've learnt new skills. We might know how to use uh, an a online platform that we didn't use before, be it Zoom or Google uh, Google Classroom, these kind of things. So suddenly we realize actually there are different ways of working rather than what we knew all along. And as as a result, we grow in our skill set and we grow as people. So it's actually to some extent impossible to go back to exactly the way things were because we're not the same person that we were in, say, January um, because we've all had to learn a lot of things, not just in terms of skills, but also in terms of resilience, because COVID-19 threw us into a world of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And um, we've we've had to manage those emotions and navigate the confusion that's happening all over the world. So, um, yeah, we've grown as people and we can't just go back to what things were like before. Yeah. Um, the ideal would be to actually integrate some of the stuff that we've learned now, integrate some of the changes we've made and become proactive in creating that change going forward. Because we're not going to go back to how it was before. Instead, we're going to go in a new environment um, that sort of resembles what we used to have. But now as slightly changed people slightly, you know, with more skills with more resilience how can we bring some of the stuff um, from working from home or whatever changes we have to adapt to, how can we bring some of that back into um, our new future in a way, right, rather than trying to go back to something?
0: Yeah. One thing I've noticed is that there's a blur between uh work and home? When you're working from home, you, well, you're, you're effectively bringing your, your work from the office back at home. But now that people are going back to the office, are people still sort of tempted to, to work from home um, I, to, to offset the, the stress that they can't concentrate in the office? So they have to then, then bring more work back home. I, I wonder how that might um, uh, elevate these anxiety or stress levels. Well, I think there's,
1: there's just... Given the changes, there'll be new anxieties and there'll be new stress levels, definitely. Um, I guess in lots of ways, we we do, I mean, working in the office, I guess we have to question that status quo, right? Jesus. Do we actually need to work in the office all the time? Like, is that how it should be done? Is that how things have to be done? Or can we achieve a better work-life balance, maybe a more desirable work-life balance where we're, you know, home for, you Our kids during the times they're awake, for example, um, or are able to do some some leisure activities that we wouldn't usually be able to do while still being productive and still producing our work. Um, So yes, the anxieties will definitely be there Um, and the tendency for people to go, well, actually this worked okay. Maybe I can have more flexibility in my work life. Maybe I can work from home a couple of days a week and then go into the office the other times. So just
0: Just like in Twitter, the CEO announced that, you know, the people Twitter can just stay at home for the rest of the year. I suppose they're um, in America, but that's kind of quite a cool initiative because it sort of takes away all the uncertainty. The employees will know that they've got to work from home for the rest of the year. But for many people around the world, there's that uncertainty of when to go back to the office, when to return back to work. Um, that, that surely also adds uh, a heaviness to them also. Absolutely, and
1: it's always difficult for, for us as humans when we feel we were losing control over something. And unfortunately, a lot of these things are simply beyond our control. Yes. Um, so, yeah, one, one way of dealing with that is really being proactive in terms of um, making your own behavioral decisions. Obviously, we'd be influenced by what's happening around us, but being able to go, actually, this is something I like um, in terms of working from home. Um, or I like this kind of online platform that I worked with and then really going, okay, how can I integrate that into my future? Because that will help us to regain that sense of control and also to have some sort of a plan rather than sort of being a, a ping pong ball being flipped around between different decisions um, of policymakers and companies and things like
0: that. I was just thinking about that plan. You know, why are some people better at coping than others? And uh, many of the times those people plan ahead, um, you know, uh, bosses and and whatnot, that they plan who to come back to the office and and staggering that can also minimize um, um, anxiety amongst all all your staff.
1: Absolutely Um, I mean planning is really important even um, if the plans don't always work (laughs) out out. but just just having a sense of direction can be really really helpful for our mental health but also being able to engage with our emotion and being aware of what we're going through right what stage um, of emotion we're in. Um, if we're feeling you know quite low in mood, if we're feeling a lack of motivation, are we feeling irritated or frustrated and really engaging with that and looking well what's what's the key of that what's um at the core of that because working from home might lead to stress going back to the office might lead to stress, but it's not those things that are actually important. It's important to understand why that leads to stress. Is it a sense of disconnection? Is it a sense of, um, feeling overwhelmed because of, um, you know, now having a commute again or having to change the routine? Like what's actually at the core of that, uh, frustration and that's what we want to address because we can't address the bigger picture of whether we go back to the office or not necessarily.
0: I think I think you you hit the nail on, on the head. You know, life after lockdown, when you mentioned just now about the commute, um, even though I continue to go to, to the office, I notice a lot of people uh, stayed and worked at home. So obviously when I took the MTR to work, the MTR was was relatively quiet. But now yeah. I've noticed that the, the last couple of weeks, it's so busy that it actually adds to my um, irritation. Irritability its like, where are these people coming from? And it does sort of set the the, the tone for the rest of your day a little bit. You feel so annoyed with people bumping into you. And I think it's just about readjusting your mentality. You know, this is Hong Kong, this is city life. Um, and, And just try not to get so irritable.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately, that will be some of the things because before we thought working from home would be a disaster and then we realized, actually, it has some nice parts, doesn't it? <laughs> um, and so that will be some of the things we will lose, right? And we'll be grieving about in a way. And then the irritability is a natural result of that where we go, oh, I'm being forced into doing this and I don't want to do this. And that that creates a knee-jerk reaction for most of us. So, um, yeah, it's important to try and sort of feel like you're putting yourself in charge of some of the things um, and it can be quite empowering even being able to say well I'm in charge of how I'm going to handle my emotions around this right am I going to be um, you know reactive so if someone bumps into me is that going to trigger my irritability and I'm just going to have that change my day or am I going to go and reflect and think about okay what, why why am I so irritable what, what needs of mine were not met in that situation. Was it was I feeling disrespected or, you know, was I feeling anxious or what made me so irritated and then go, okay, how can I meet those needs um, despite these new changing situations?
0: And I did analyse that, Eslin. Very interesting, you, you mentioned that. I, I did try to analyse it and I think what it was, was because the person who bumped into me was wearing a face mask, I mean like everybody was, and usually people are quite apologetic, but I guess with the face mask, you can't really tell if they are sorry or if they actually just sort of said sorry, and you can't read their lips, um, and it there's a it puts on an extra sort of distance uh, between people uh, with the face mask. So I I couldn't really engage with the the perpetrator <laughs> <laughs> as, as I normally would. So MCR wars, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and that's absolutely
1: right, Noreen. Um, you will you'll lose a lot of the nonverbal cues that we use um, as social animals to communicate with each other and also to show. Uh, remorse or regret over something we've done, some of these cues can be very subtle and indeed the face mask does um, does mask that, quite literally <laughs> takes it away from us. And so that can heighten our irritability, absolutely.
0: Yes. Uh, meanwhile, Eslyn, is always so lovely to talk to you and if our listeners want to know more about you and your work uh, they can visit your Facebook page uh, which is Mind Balance HK, and they can search for uh, Dr. Teragina or go to your website which is uh, MindBalance.org Meanwhile, thank you very much for for your time this week until next time thank you
1: thanks Noreen <laughs>